dismissed for children's church. Proverbs chapter number 28, uh, 29 this morning. Proverbs chapter 29. Thank you uh, to whoever put the pulpit back. And um, I said this morning, and I walked in here, I said, oh man, I said, we still ain't put the pulpit back. And then I came back in here and Somebody put it back. So thank you, whoever did that, and I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate that. Um, uh, this morning, Proverbs chapter number 29. Proverbs chapter 29. As I said, I want to uh, just kind of give a, um, a, a look ahead. A, a look ahead. What, um, what, are, what are the plans for 20, uh, 2024? And, uh, and I'm not talking about... I want to see this building built. I want to see this happen. I want to, I'm talking about biblically speaking. What do what should we expect, or um, what should we desire uh, for 2024? Uh, what um, we should desire as uh, individuals, as what we should desire as a home, and what we should desire as a church. Uh, in our lives uh, uh, for uh, the coming year. Proverbs chapter 29, you've probably heard, even though, even if you don't know exactly where it came from, uh, you've probably heard um, uh, this verse uh, on multiple occasions. Where there is no vision, verse 18, the people perish. Where there is no vision, the people perish. But he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Where there is no vision. What do, what, do we, what do we need to have? In life, we need to have plan. In life, we need to have goals. In life, we need to have a desire to see, um, to see what we're going to do for the coming event or the coming year or whatever it might be, uh, having, uh, having a plan for it. Uh, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't plan for something, you're likely going to fall on your face. And so often, if you don't plan uh, for a meeting, uh, you're not ready for it, and boy, it can go south fast. If you're not ready for... Uh, a message uh, you um, you can you can you can tell and the person uh, is uh, not prepared and not ready uh, if you're not ready for uh, uh, an event that you have uh, it is evident uh, uh, that no planning and no vision was put into that event or that um, uh, in this case uh, the coming of the new year. And so as we look ahead, as we look starting tomorrow, for that matter, uh, starts this new year. So it starts a new adventure. Let me, um, let me indicate something about 2023. Something that's obvious, but something that we don't practice very often. 2023 is over. Today's the last day. Okay? Tomorrow it'll be the first. And there's nothing 
that you can do about the past. That's why they call it the past. It's over with. It's gone. See, often we think too much about the past. We think too hard about the past. Whether it be blessings or whether it be problems, we often dwell very hard on the past. And what has to happen with the past is it has to be let go. If we're going to move forward into 2024, then we have to let go of 2023 because 2023 is over. Praise God for the victories, right? Praise God for the blessings. Praise God for the things that God has brought us through. 2023, I'm just, I'm just going to be frank with you. I'm glad it's over. 2023 is a rough year. I know there's been rough years through the years, but I'm here to tell you, you think back on it, and if you're, if you're not careful, you'll think so heavily on the past that it will absolutely drag you down so you can't accomplish nothing in the future. And often we get depressed and often we say, well, I wish I would have done this and I wish I would have done that. And we have regrets because I wish I would have taken care of this. And so often we do you realize, do you realize with me uh, this morning that that's why relationships aren't mended? That's, that's the reason relationships aren't mended because we think about the past. Well, you don't know what he did. Well, you don't know what she said. And boy, we hold... And now, now listen, I'm not making light of it. I'm just telling you, and I'm not excusing bad behavior. I'm just telling you we often hold on to, and sometimes we hold on to it so long that we forget why we're even mad. We all have lists. You might not have it written down, but you got a list. And sometimes people make the list... Somebody ever make your list, and boy, your list of, I'm not talking to him. I'm not talking to her. I, I, I've had enough, and, I, and, I, and I'm done, and I'm through, and I've forgiven, and I'm forgetting, and which is great. But you know what we don't, you know what we don't do? We don't move on because we continue to look back. We continue to look back. What did Paul say? Forgetting those things which are behind. Right? If we're going to be successful in the new year, then we have to remember that this is the end of the old year. 2023 is over. We're looking at a vision for 2024. So think about it with me just for a few minutes this morning uh, as we think about this new vision, a vision for uh, tomorrow, a vision for uh, the new year. Number one, as, uh, as we talk about this vision, we need to have a vision for going. We need to have a vision for going. What did you do in 2023? What did you accomplish in 2023? You ever have a list? You ever have a honey to-do list? Your honey made it for you. Or she told you and you wrote it down. Or in our day, she texted it to you or emailed it to you and you have this list, right? And if you're like me, I have to have a list. I have to have a list. If I don't have a list, if I go to the grocery store without a list, they never send me to the grocery store again. 
because I forget everything I was supposed to get. And I'm that guy I was like, oh, squirrel. Look at that snack. Well, I bet you that'll be good. And you know, and so, and now nobody wants to go to the grocery store with me because I say, nope, that's got too many carbs. Nope, I can't have that. Nope, we can't have that. And so we have nothing in our house anymore. And so, uh, but I, I have to have a list. And every time I have a list, you know what I do? I check it off. I check it off. I check it off. But when you have a to-do list, this is the things you have to do, right? And you get to check off the things you get done. But if you don't check off the things that you didn't do, guess what you have to do? You have to do it tomorrow. And then you get to tomorrow. And some of you, if some of you are anything like me, I, mean, I have a tendency to procrastinate. There's always tomorrow. There's always the next day. There's always the next week. If I can put it off and I can do it successfully, I'm going to do it. I'm going to put it off till tomorrow. And you have this list of things that you have to do, the things maybe that you've got done. What, what did you do? Now, now, let me be more specific this morning. What have you done for the Lord in 2023? I mean, what did you, what did you accomplish for the Lord in 2023? Because as we, we look back, it's good, by the way, it's good to reflect. Right? Don't live there, but it's good to reflect and realize, hey, I was able to do this. Uh, I was able to see, you know, these people saved. I was able to be a blessing and a help to these people. And, but let me tell you something. Just as much as the bad is in the past, the good is in the past now as well. So though you may have got much accomplished, though you may have done many things for the Lord in 2023, 2023 is over. Now it's 2024. What are you going to do for the Lord? Because the Lord has got you here for such a time as this. And if the Lord's got you here, what are you doing? You see, this is what we often do about going, right? We often think about what we used to be able to do. Do you realize? I'm telling you, I, I, I am so anxious to get my eyes fixed. Because I love to read. Now, I know they have books on CD and you can listen to it. It's just not the same for me. I just like to read. So here lately, uh, it's, it's a very, very much a struggle for me to be able to, 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 be able to read. So I, I used to be able to uh, hold this eye and, and be able to see pretty good out of this eye. Well, this eye is now getting weaker. And so now it's an absolute, an absolute struggle to even, to even study and to write things down and to be able to, to read what I wrote down. And, and, uh, and it's just, it, it's, but I love doing it. I love to read. Matter of fact, I love it so much. We were out yesterday and, I, and I'm buying books in hopes that my eyes get fixed so that I can read those books because they looked really good and I'm really excited. And I got one, a great big humongous book on Dietrich Bonhoeffer. I don't know if you ever read anything by Dietrich Bonhoeffer, but man, he was something. Matter of fact, he is one of the ones that uh, plotted uh, against uh, Hitler to over, overthrow Hitler. Great Christian, uh, uh, Christian man. And um, I, just, I just loved her. So I opened it up to try to read a little bit because I was so excited. And, uh, 
I, I mean, I, I just, when your eyes are so bad, you can't, they can't focus. Oh, I, I just, I, 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 want, I want my eyes to be fixed so I can do this in the new year. But this is what we do. This is what we often do. Well, I can't do this anymore. Boy, I used to, I used to be able to keep the nursery, but man, I can't bend over and pick up the kids anymore. I can't, you know, change a diaper anymore. I can't. Uh, maybe it's your nerves, and I, you know, I, I can't be in there anymore because I, I can't kill them. So I mean, what am I gonna? I mean, what? I, so I'm gonna stay out of the nursery. You know, I'm gonna stay away from the children's ministry. What am I gonna? What am I gonna? Uh, so, so this is what we. Do, but this is what we do. We say I can't do this anymore, so we just give up and do nothing. It's not a matter of what you can do anymore. It's a matter of what you can do now. What can I do now? Maybe I can't do this, but boy, I sure can do this. Hey, I can't do this, you know, because I, I, I just, I'm just not able to do this anymore, but, but boy, I, I sure can do this. And I've had so many people come to me and say, listen, I can't do such and such anymore, but, but boy, if, there's, if you need help with this, I, I, can, I can do that. I get it. Know your limitations. I'm not saying that you should be going out there running a marathon if you can't, you know, you can barely walk. But I am saying that we need to be busy about our Father's business. Over in Philippians chapter 3, Paul, uh, speaking here uh, to the church of, uh, at Philippi uh, about, uh, about going and about being busy uh, for uh, the Lord. Philippians chapter 3, and uh, you, you're familiar with, with this passage of Scripture because you've heard it, probably quoted it on many occasions. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Forgetting those things which are behind. But not just forgetting those things which are behind, but reaching forth to those things which are ahead. What's ahead? 2024. God, how do you, God, how do you want to use me in 2024? God, where do you want to use me? In 2024, that ought to be a question that every individual, every single person uh, asks. Instead of always worrying about what everybody else is doing, why don't we worry about what we're going to do for 2024? Instead of worrying about is so and so busy and where is so and so and why didn't so and so do such and such? No, 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 Lord, uh, uh, what about me? How, how am I going to go? I love that, that terminology, I press towards the mark. Years and years and years ago, ever before I was a preacher, I wrote this in, in, my, in, my, uh, in my preaching Bible uh, when it said, I press towards the mark. That word press literally means these two words, constant and steady. Constant and steady. Constant and steady for the Lord. Constant and steady serving. That doesn't mean fast. It doesn't mean doing a, a hundred different things. But it does mean getting busy and doing something for the Lord Jesus Christ. Getting constant 
instead. You know the Bible says in Psalm 100? Psalm 100 and verse number 2. It says, serve the Lord with grumpiness. Serve the Lord with reluctancy. No. What does the Bible say? Serve the Lord with gladness. What an opportunity that we have to be able to serve the Lord. What an opportunity it is for each individual person to be able to say, hey, listen to me, I'm a Christian, and because I'm a Christian, I want to serve the Lord. I love the Bible, and because I love the Bible, I want to serve the Lord. How in the world? If you know, I would love to pick your brain and find out how in the world that we can say we love God and we love the Bible and we never serve Him? Matter of fact, isn't that what God says? If you love me, keep my commandments. Right? We jump up and down and we talk about how much we love. And then we don't do anything. We do nothing for the Lord. We don't, we don't read our Bibles. We don't pray. We don't... We don't, we don't come to church faithfully. There's all, all sorts of things we just, we don't do. But boy, we'll jump up and down and holler and scream about loving the Lord. Kind of like loving your spouse. You see, you can, uh, listen, I always have a problem, and maybe I'm wrong. And if I'm wrong, Lord will let me know one day. But I always have a problem with the guy. It's more guys than his gals that talks about how much they love their wife. All the time. Oh, I'm telling you I love her. Oh, I'm telling you. know, you shouldn't have to say how much you love your wife. Should be evident. Should be evident how you treat her. Should be, it should be evident how you help her. Should be evident how you protect her. I'm not saying it's wrong to say you love your wife. I'm just saying that that's all you talk about. Listen, we talk about all the time, talk about how much we love God. And we love Jesus but it's not evident. It ought to be evident in your life. People should be able to look at you and tell that you love Jesus just by the way you talk. Just by the way you walk. How you conduct yourself. How you live your life. It ought to be evident in what we do. Uh, how we live our lives. So we need... Think about this with me. 2024. You need to find your spot and get busy. Find your spot and get busy. I'm not talking about knocking somebody off their spot so you can take their spot. I'm talking about finding your place. Where is your place in this church? Where is your place? In Christianity, I'm not talking about salvation. Now, if you're not saved, you need to trust Christ as your personal Savior, and uh, you need to get saved, okay? But I'm talking about to, the, to those that are saved, to those that know Christ as their Savior, find your spot. Find your niche. What are you good at? Think about that. What are you good at? I believe that God has gifted all of us in some form or fashion. He's given us spiritual gifts, and He's given us uh, 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 things that we're good at and things that we love. Find out what it is and get 
busy doing it. Instead of, instead of looking and, and nitpicking and looking and, 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 and talking about what other people are doing, let's get busy. Listen, I, you know what I found out to be true? If, if, you're, if you're busy for the Lord, you'll find this out to be true too. If you're busy doing the things God has called you to do, you don't have much time to, to dictate what other people are doing. I mean, the busier I am, the harder it is for me to, I've, I've been trying to, to call now. I, I try to call people and, and um, I think everybody, most everybody has been very gracious. Um, I can't, I mean, I, I try, I know some of you will look on the road and say, um, <laughs> is he driving a car? Um, so I drive, I'll drive from here to the house or I'll drive if I've got to go. I don't drive at night, and I don't drive, I'm not driving to Savannah or, or, or any place like that. It's just I just can't see well enough, and so I think everybody's really understood that and uh, been very gracious with me about it, uh, but, um, but I've, been, I've been trying to call. So I can't do this, so what can I do? Right now, in, th- in this spot, I can't, okay, but what can I do? You know, one, one time, listen, you know, these lights are very far up on that ceiling. And so I would take a ladder and I'd climb up to the top of the ladder and I'm not, I'm not afraid of heights. And so I'll come up there and I'd, well, you know, I don't know much about much. And so um, I, I couldn't quite get my balance and quite get the light bulb up to where it needed to be because you have to pop it in and screw it in. So I thought to myself, I know what I'll do. I'll go ahead and grab the silver part and make sure the silver part's pushed up. Yeah, some of y'all are snickering. Some of you have no idea what I'm talking about yet. And so I, I touched both of them and put them up in the thing and zapped the snot out of myself. I mean, and you think to yourself, well, it's not that big of a deal. It is when you're way up there. Can I tell you? I don't even remember. I can't even remember where that was. Can I tell you that was the last time I changed a light bulb in here? Because all I could think of myself was flying off that ladder and landing on my back on, on one of these pews and, and, and curtains, right? And so I don't go up there anymore. So now what do I do? I send Brother Toby. <laughs> Brother Toby goes up there. I wish he wouldn't go up there, but he does. Anyways, he did it the other day. He came up here, and Luke, Luke was next to him, and Luke says, I'll go. And by the time he said that, he was up at the top of the thing. But um, sooner or later, he's going to have to stop doing that. But anyways, uh, I'd figure, I'm not going to do that, but I can do this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Maybe you can't, maybe you can't, you know, walk across the parking lot and see something, you know, on the ground and you can't pick it up, right? Because you can't, you're afraid if you bend down, you might not be able to get back up, right? Don't expect, nobody expects you to do that. But find your place. Find where you need to be and get busy doing that. Press towards the mark. Get busy about your father's business and stop worrying about everybody else's business. I mean, if we'll do that, 
If you'll do your part and I'll do my part, guess what? Things will get done the way they're supposed to be done for the Lord. A vision for going. Number two. Not only should we have a vision for going in 2024, but we need to have a vision for growing in 2024. A vision for growing in 2024. Two ways that we need to grow. Two ways our church needs to grow. Number one, numerically. Number two, spiritually. Every church should grow numerically and they should grow spiritually. So often we're so concentrated on the numerics, concentrated on the numbers. Well, I, I, I want our church to grow numerically, obviously. I want more people to be in our church. I want people to be saved in our church. I want people to join our church. I want to see our church grow numerically. Is numbers important to God? Well, he wrote a whole book on it. Right? In the book of Numbers. And so, yes, I believe numbers are important to God. But if you put numerics above spirituality, you've, you've got it flipped. You've got it switched. And, and we've got to understand that uh, for 2024, yes, we needed to grow numerically. Matthew chapter 16 and 18, the Bible says, Upon this rock I will build my church, right? And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And God wants to see his church grow and he wants to see it grow numerically. We need to follow the design of the early church. What was the design of the early church? They were saved, baptized, added to the church, right? They were saved, baptized, added to the church. So we need to grow numerically for sure. But then number two, we need to grow spiritually. Second Peter chapter 3 in verse 18 says, But grow up in grace. Grow up in grace. Watch this in Ephesians chapter number 4. Ephesians chapter number 4. And uh, in verse number 15, Ephesians 4 and 15, the Bible says, But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, that we might grow up. Do you realize in 2024, you should have a desire to draw closer to God than you were in 2023? If you have gotten to a point where you feel like you can't draw any closer to God because you're already spiritually perfect, you've already got a spiritual problem. Because ain't none of us arrived. I mean, we all have room to grow. We all have room to do better. We all have room to grow up. And boy, as much as we need to grow up and mature as men and women, we need to grow up and mature as men and women of God. God, help me to draw close to you. The Bible says this, draw not a God and he'll draw not to you. 
Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. We need to we need to grow up. How do you grow? How do you grow in the Lord? How, how in the world do we grow in the Lord? You know the Bible says this: Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How do we grow our faith? We grow our faith by getting into the word of God. It does you no good. Let me let me just come right out with it. It does you no good to own 50 copies of the Bible. I mean, it, it doesn't do any good. A, 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 a Christian bookstore isn't more spiritual because they have more Bibles in it. What does it matter? What matters is, is you take the Bible that you do have and read it and study it and grow thereby. Help us. It ought to be your prayer, Lord. Help me to grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Reading God's word, praying. God's people need to pray. And we need to pray and ask God to guide us into his word. And we need to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit. These are ways that we can grow in God's grace and in our faith. Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, that I may know him. That's your desire? I want to know God. I want to know God more today than I did yesterday. And I want to know God more in 2024 than I did in 2023. A vision for growing. I'm here to tell you, there's nothing worse than a full-grown person that refuses to grow up. There's nothing worse. And let me tell you, there's nothing worse than someone that's been saved. I used to, I used to be able to say, saved longer than I've been alive, but that's, a, that's, that's getting to be a long time now. But some people have been saved a really long time, and they just have never grown. They've just never grown up in the faith. And boy, they're the same babe in Christ they were when they were born, and they're still on the milk. Do you know the Bible gives us three analogies when it comes to food, when it comes to the Word of God? Milk, bread, and meat. If you've been saved for 20 or 30 years, and you're still drinking milk, and you're only drinking milk? There's nothing wrong with milk, right? It's always good to have milk. If you like it, ugh, I think it's disgusting. But anyways, if you like milk, I like the milk of the word, right? But then there's, there's, the, there's, the, there's the bread. Right? We, need to, we need to be partaking of the bread of the word, and the bread is a little softer. But guess what? The meat of the word is a little tougher, isn't it? It takes a little bit more of a mature. You don't, you don't take your infant and uh, take them out to a steakhouse and order a filet, a filet mignon, right? I mean, you might order that for you, but you're not going to order it for your infant because your infant can't handle it, can't eat it. So it's, it's a matter of progressing, right? Sanctification, the scripture calls it. Progressing from the milk to the bread to the meat. And that doesn't mean you're just always on meat. Sometimes you're still on bread and you're still on milk, but it's that step that you take for the Lord growing 
up that I might know him, that I might know him more, that I might know him better, that I might draw closer to him day by day. So we need to have a vision for going. We need a vision for growing. We're going to talk about tonight, we're going to talk about having a vision for glorifying uh, the Lord. But let me let me end with, with this, with saying this. Not only do we have a vision for going and a vision for growing, but then we need to have a vision in 2024, we need to have a vision for getting along. A vision for getting along. Do you know the Bible talks a lot about unity? It, it talks about the early church. The early church was in one accord. They had this... They had togetherness. They thought the same. They were different people. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. They had different personalities, different characteristics, different ideas, but they were on the same page. Do you understand? I'm glad. Let me just be blunt with you. I'm glad everybody's not just like you. I'm glad my three kids are all different. And they're all 100% different. Now, when they're being bad, their mother says that they're just like you. And I say the opposite, right? And they have characteristics, right? They have characteristics of me. So Emma is Wendy. Poor Anna is me. And Kyle's a mix of, like, both families all together. He's the mixture of everybody. But they all have characteristics of us, right? But they're all different. I have never expected, with my children growing up, I never expected Anna to be Emma or Emma to be Anna. Now, I might have called Anna Emma 147,000 times. Still do it. But I never expected her why? Because she had different characteristics, but that doesn't mean she wasn't part of my family. That doesn't mean she wasn't my child. It doesn't mean I was still, I, I'm still their dad, even though they're all a little bit different. They're still, you know what my dad told me years and years and years ago? I was such a terrible kid. And, and my dad would say this. He said, don't you ever forget that you're a springer. Don't you ever forget it. And boy, there's a whole bunch of things behind that statement. But my point is, uh, uh, my dad will be my dad no matter what happens. He'll always be my dad. And I'll be my children's dad no matter what happens, uh, how different they are. They're still part uh, of the family. And even though we're all different, and some drastically different, right? God has made us all up different, God has made us all up all uh, uh, with different characteristics and different personalities. Some people are bubbly and outgoing. Some people are more introverted. Some people have uh, 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 different talents, uh, different gifts. You know, God's gifted us all different. You know, God is. God has blessed Emma with a, with a voice, and she can, she can sing, and she loves to use that for the Lord. She did not get that from me. That came from the Lord. But I can't sing to save 
my life. If I had to, listen, a gun was put to my head and they said, sing in tune, I'd be a dead man. I'm just telling you. Emma laughed so hard, she stayed home. She was, she was not feeling well. She's up in Pennsylvania right now, and she wasn't feeling well that Sunday. She, she stayed home and listened to our live stream. And she thought it was the funniest thing. I don't know if any of you noticed it, but my mic was on while we were singing. And I was singing. I don't know if you heard that, but, 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 Anna, but, Emma, but Emma said, Dad, your mic was on. And boy, I could hear you. She wasn't saying, oh, Dad, I'm so glad I could hear you. She was like, you needed to turn the mic off. We're all, right? We're all, we're all got different talents. We got all different gifts. And we're all different, but God has put us together. Right? He's put us together in families. He's put us together in relationships. And he's put us together as Rinkin Baptist Temple. And we're here as a church. And we're supposed to live in unity. May 2024 be a year that Rinkin Baptist Temple continues to get along and not to uh, strife and not to... Uh, bicker and not uh, 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 argue, to get along. God's people need to have a vision to get along. Romans 12 and 18. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, right, live peaceably with all men. Live peaceably with all men. We shouldn't always be looking for a fight. We should, be, we should be trying to make it. You know what the Bible says about spiritual people? Spiritual people restore other people. That's what the scripture says. We ought to be in the restoring business. We ought to be about helping one another. We ought to be about being a blessing to one another. We ought to be about edifying one another. We ought to be about encouraging one another. But would to God that we would, instead of trying to find fault, that we find a place that we can encourage somebody. Well, I just can't do it. Then just don't say anything. Didn't your mama teach you that? In a lost home. My mama taught me that. You ain't got nothing good to say. Don't say anything at all. And if you're searching and if you're looking and you can't find nothing... It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it drives me crazy. It's Christianese. It's what we speak often. We often speak Christianese. And we say some, somebody says something to us and we say, yeah, I'm praying for you. Don't say that if you're not going to pray. Just, just don't say anything. You don't have to say, well, I'm not going to pray for you. That's probably not a good thing, right? But don't, don't tell them you're going to pray for them if you're not going to pray for them. But I remember this. Missionary couple, oh my goodness, they were such a blessing uh, to us when we were in Florida, when we were in East Palaka. And they'd come in and they'd do the fairs. And uh, we, we, our church was literally right next to a fair and uh, there in, um, in Putnam County. And so um, they would come and um, we got so close to them 
our kids would, our kids would even call them grandma and grandpa. And uh, they'd come and they'd set up their camper right on our property and they'd, and they'd uh, go do the fair. And, and, uh, and every year they came. Every single year they came and they had a three-by-five card. And on that three-by-five card, um, on, on, on either side, were um, little boxes for, for every day of the year. And every day of the year, our, our name was at the top, the Springers. And every day that they prayed for us, they checked that box. And every year they'd come and, and present us with that card. I don't even know that they knew what that meant to us. Not just saying, hey, we're praying for you or we prayed for you, but let me, let me, let me, let me, let me show you. We intentionally prayed for you today. We, we intentionally prayed for you today. Let's look for opportunities to pray for one another. Let's look for opportunities to encourage one another. Let's look for opportunities to edify one another. Brother Tim just said it. I mean, why are we tearing down when we can be building up? I mean, just, just being there for each other. People go through hard times. Did you know that? People go through rough times, right? And probably they're going through a rough time right now. What do they need? They don't need to come to church and get rough times piled on top of their head. They're already going through that rough time. What do they need? They need an encouragement. And we don't have to know everything that's going on in their life. And by the way, if you go and talk about all the things that you know about somebody uh, that's going on in their life, it's called gossip. It ought to be done away with. We ought not have any of that in, in our lives. We, it, ought to be, it ought to be something that's absent from our lives. You can pray for somebody and you can ask somebody to pray for somebody without sharing all the dirt. Unity, man... It's a monumentally important thing in the church. And it's a monumentally important thing for the new year. A vision to get along. A vision for unity in God's church. Be a blessing and not a burden. Galatians 6 and 10 says, As we have therefore opportunity, let us do good unto all men, a blessing and not a burden, a help and not a hindrance. I don't ever want to be a hindrance. I don't ever want to get in the way of somebody growing. I'm not giving anybody excuses, but I can tell you there's a lot of people out of church today because of other people. I'm not giving them a pass. God's not going to give them a pass. They're going to have to answer for it. But I don't want to be that person. Now, if you're out of church today because you didn't like what I said in my preaching, well, that, that's, that's on you, unless what I said was heretical. But if we're, if we're pushing people away from church because the way we're acting and the way we're talking, that is on us. It is on our head. Be a help and not a hindrance. Romans 14 and verse 19 says, Let us therefore... Follow 
after the things that make for peace and the things wherewith one may edify another. Think about it in 2024. Let's get our let's get our let's get our brains rearranged to where it needs to be. Let's get God focused. I mean, especially to the household of faith, especially when we're in church. Now, you shouldn't act like the world when you're in the world either, but I'm telling you, when you're in the church, you ought not act like the world. We don't need it. What do we need? We need a vision to get along. We need a vision for unity. We need a vision for edifying. We need a vision for encouragement. It will make a difference in our everyday life. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Heads are bowed this morning. Our eyes are closed. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. You've never trusted Christ as your personal Savior. Can I tell you this morning that God loves you so much? He loves you so much that He died upon the cross, was buried, and He rose again the third day so that we could have life and that we could have it more abundantly. What do we need to do? Listen, if you're not saved, place your faith and trust in Jesus Christ and He will save you. He promised He would. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. If we'll believe, if we'll trust. Maybe you're here, you're saved, and boy, you just kind of lost your vision. I'll tell you something, without the vision, people are going to perish. We need to have that vision. What are we going to do in 2024? Let's get it done, and let's get it done for the Lord. Let's stand together, head bowed, eyes closed, instruments playing this morning, a hymn invitation. And I invite you to come this morning. Talk it over with the Lord. Get it right. Whatever it might be, whatever you're facing, know this. If God be for us, who can be against us? Trust Him this morning. If you need to come for whatever reason, as the instruments play this morning, you come. If you need to come, don't wait, don't hesitate. There's time this morning you come.